Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. It's Tony nomination episode Tony, 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 Tony. Tony. (laughs) Yes. Which is, it's so funny, like... I never thought this day would come, to be frank with you. I'm actually still surprised. I'm not completely (laughs) convinced we're actually getting the Tonys, but we have nominees, at least. Until I'm sitting down at the damn Radio City Music Hall, I don't know if the Tonys (laughs) are happening. (laughs) Exactly, which will never happen for me, so I guess it doesn't happen. There we go. But, you know, before... So, basically, that that is what the majority of the conversation is going to be for the show, even though, of course, Matt Timonini did upload his own rundown. and help himself. (laughs) Truly the overachiever. But that doesn't mean that we can't bring you the latest Broadway news and also our own takes because the ladies have reads. Of course we do. We simply cannot shut up. We can't. So let's start uh, with the Tony nomination. So for 2022 Best Play, we've got Clyde's by Lynn Nottage. I know you were a fan of this show. Mm -hmm. Hangman by Martin McDonough. The Lehman Trilogy. uh, The Minutes. Tracy Letts. Skeleton Crew by Dominique Morisot. Cool. So yeah, that that seems like a concise list. Um, Were you particularly excited about any one of them? (laughs) Well, I loved Clyde's. I didn't get to see it in person, but you and I have talked about it before. Um, Got to see the simulcast of it. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about it in a second, but I have been waiting for Kara Young to get a Tony nomination and be on a Broadway stage since I saw her a few years ago in Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Heaven. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we got it. So that's extremely exciting. I'm glad, you know, Lynn Nottage is always the best ever. So. Get well, speaking her, of her Lynn nominations. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, unsurprisingly, the Lehman Trilogy is up there, which we have a ton of nominations for mm-hmm. that we're going to get to. Um, yeah, those are, I would say the Lehman Trilogy is probably going to be the take home for a lot of things we see here, but it's a good list. Yes. It's a good list. It's a tight list. So, for Best Musical, Sorry. speaking of Lynn Nottage, we've got MJ, we've got Girl from the North Country, Mr. Saturday Night, wink, wink, nod, nod, my boy, <laughs> uh, Paradise Square, and Six, the musical with a strange loop yeah, i mean obviously. that that has been the list that we have yeah. all been hearing about so there's no surprise there except for no. paradise square to be frank with you paradise square received a lot of nominations and i think more than i expected i think more than a lot of people expected and that's not to say anything about the show itself i haven't gotten no. to see it yet because it's been rescheduled twice once for cast covid and once for my covid so i haven't gotten yeah. to see it yet um, we've talked about Jakina Kalakongo to death and how much we love her and she should get every award ever for the show. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, Matt and I talked about on yesterday's show what we thought was gonna top out the nominees in each category. And even Matt said like Paradise Square could be a surprise one just because of like the sheer diversity of categories they could be nominated for without Uh repeating everything. And here we are with Paradise Square. Exactly. Of course, a strange loop. It should be the winner. (laughs) But strange loop. We are there. Um, We're going to keep talking about musicals. So for best book of a musical, Connor McPherson was nominated for Girl from the North Country. Lynn Nottage again for MJ. Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel for Mr. Saturday Night. Paradise Square, Christina Anderson, Craig Lucas, and Larry Kirwan. And uh, Michael Jackson for a strange loop. Again, I I forget that Michael R. Jackson is a one-man show in a sense with a strange loop. Um, So he's getting a lot of flowers in this whole conversation. Based on him and should be. Um, It would be very surprising if the Pulitzer Prize winner did not get the award here. So I'm sure we're going to see a strange loop. 
<laughs> He's a Pulitzer yeah. Prize winner for a strange loop. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going to talk about the Pulitzers later in the show. But yeah. again, like busy day, Monday. Oh, Good it's a big God. day. <laughs> so for best original score with music and or lyrics written for the theater, Flying Over Sunset with Tom Kitt and Michael Corey, uh, Mr. Saturday Night and Jason Robert Brown with lyrics by Amanda Green, Paradise Square with Nate Tyson and Maisie SR and Jason Howland for music. Six, the musical Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss, two names that you will never stop saying yeah. over and over again. Uh, Michael R. Jackson for a strange loop for music and lyrics. So again, just like yeah. <laughs> slaying. <laughs> Very good. We love it. For we love to see it. Best revival of a play, American Buffalo, for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough, How I Learned to Drive, Paula Vogel, Take Me Out, and Trouble in Mind. Good. Then best revival, good. Uh, best revival of a musical. This is a very tight category, which we will having conversations about oh, later yeah. in the show. Carolina Change, Company, and The Music Man. The best performance. Yeah. <laughs> because there were four eligible. We there had were four. An- another one eligible that does not seem to be be here. And that's not surprising, honestly. And I think, you know, they cap it at three anyway, except in previous years where we've had like one and two and it's been weird. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, so it's it's the same thing of last year yeah. when we go, there were a couple of eligibilities and not too many. But then when you yeah. leave one off, it's glaring. It is so, very glaring. And I was yeah. just about to say that, like, the snubs for Funny Girl, um, if you want to personally consider them snubs or not, that is up to you. Of course. It is, it is still disappointing to see. And that is all I can kind of say about that. We do have some extremely good nominations for it, though. So I'll let you continue. Yeah. So best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play. I'm going to read you all the Lehman Trilogy men first. Simon Russell Beale for the Lehman Trilogy. Adam Godley for the Lehman Trilogy. Adrian Lester for the Lehman Trilogy. Then we have David Morse for How I Learned to Drive and Sam Rockwell for American Buffalo. And Ruben Santiago Hudson for Lackawanna Blues, who also directed, starred, wrote the show. Yeah, it's incredible. Then David Threlfall for Hangman, which I still haven't seen. I haven't seen it either, um, as most of my shows have been pushed back. This mm-hmm. is, uh, I feel like, the most talked about category of the day, <laughs> and for good reason. We have uh, a lot of nominees here, and most of them are from <laughs> the Lehman Trilogy. I think this is yet another argument, as we've talked about in recent weeks, and we'll continue to talk about forever. Of the need for an ensemble category. Ensemble category. Absolutely. This is a perfect year for it. Should have had it for Lehman Trilogy. And again, it is glaring when you have three nominees who are probably going to split the vote here unless someone decides, oh, somebody was better than other, which in itself is egregious. I mean, it is an ensemble show. These three men were co-leads in this show. And it's kind of the same thing with Six, too, which was, you know, if we're going to talk about the gender lines of all of this, the fact that we didn't have any six nominations for actor. Uh, you know, that is another show that should have been nominated for what should be an ensemble award. Yeah, it's um, it's it's really apparent. I said it back. I said it during Newsies and I'll say it again. We need an ensemble category. (laughs) So best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play. Gabby Beans for The Skin of Our Teeth. Yes. LaShawn's for Trouble in Mind. Hello, an actress. Ruth (laughs) Nega for Macbeth. Deidre O'Connell for Dana H. Mary Louise Parker for How I Learned to Drive. 
The what last I, two are yeah. uh, Ashley Steves and Grace Saki. Yeah. <laughs> if we could have a t-shirt, right like if there, there could be like a merch line for it us would just, just say screaming. Cuddle and, and, and Mary Louise, Louise Parker. Parker. That's all it would say. I, um, I say we get them. So, but there's the, also incredible women of yeah. color in this category. Like no oh question. God, I can't yes. wait to see Gabby in the skin of our teeth. Yep. We got um, Ruth. We got Lashawn. Oh my goodness. Those performances. Um, oof. We, yeah, we've talked about Deidre O'Connell, and I will always talk about Deidre O'Connell's performance in Dana H. I think it should be the winner here. Um, Another very glaring thing, another show that we loved, Emily Davis and Is This a Room, which was completely snubbed and is heartbreaking to see because it was, uh, you know, we can again talk about, and I mean, go back to our old episode where we talk about it, but whether it should, you know, whether it was best fit for Broadway or not, as opposed to its production at the Vineyard. Um, It seems like a lot of people didn't respond to it in the same way that they did when it was off Broadway, but Emily Davis was just incredible and really mesmerizing in a different way that Deirdre O'Connell was. Yeah, no question. I, I, I'm I, still thinking about it. You know, someone, yeah. I think it was actually who we're going to talk about later in the show, Ayanna Prescott posted mm-hmm. something in the yeah. Twitter theater group and said, what performance are you still thinking about? This was weeks ago. And I said, yeah. I'm still thinking about Dana H and Deirdre O'Connell yeah. <laughs> and Emily it Davis. Is. So yeah. it's there's no question. Uh, let's get to my boy. Uh, best performance by an actor <laughs> in a leading role in a musical, Billy Chris Crystal for Mr. Saturday Night, Miles Frost for MJ, Hugh Jackman uh, for The Music Man, Rob McClure for Mrs. Doubtfire, and Jockel Spivey for A Strange mm. Loop. Mm. Uh, the conversation happening today. Well yes. <laughs> uh, very, very well deserved. Final one there for sure. Another Broadway debut, which is always yeah. incredible. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm not surprised by any of these. Uh, no, not at all. I have the, different. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I will say there is a surprise in here, okay. which is that the, the no, the Hugh Jackman <laughs> discourse. Because I'm I'm going based on oh, criticism of theater reviews that. right That's now. That's fair. That's fair. If you look at it on paper, that was the only performance that was not widely well received. Sure. By sure. criticism. That's all. That's all I want to say on that. You know what I mean? Like, no, my feelings I get that. Hundred percent. Yeah. That was it, the only performance where people said this didn't move us in the same way and so that's why it is a surprising thing but of course it's never going to be a surprise that Hugh Jackman Jackman is nominated for Tony of course right but of all the performances that one was the one that it, it would it would be the same as if another person who I'm not gonna I'm because we're not gonna shame anybody mm-hmm. on this no, no. um if somebody was absolutely not well received in the criticism and then all of a sudden they were Tony nominated you'd be mm-hmm. like I'm sorry what happened here totally so totally. uh yeah that that's what that's uh, there you go um uh, best performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical Sharon D Clark for yes. Carolina Change our Lord and Savior Carmen Cusack for Flying <laughs> Over Sunset Sutton Foster for The Music Man and Jakina Kalakongo Paradise Square and Mayor Winningham for Girl from the North Country yeah Jakina Kalakongo, wow. as I have uh, previously yeah. mentioned in this very episode. Uh, having not even seen. <laughs> having not even seen. It's also, uh, you know, should have won for Slave Play, so. Yeah, if, if I'll be frank with you, I think that that one is very much that campaign should be geared also to the nostalgia of the fact that 
there was a miss that she did not win for that mm. um, because oftentimes people are awarded Tonys uh, based on you know past merit and because uh, sure. I mean we're no we're no fools we know how this game works um, so I think that just like combining uh, her career performances and, to and be fair, this yeah. it was Mary Louise Parker that won and for a very deserving role um, oh she's fantastic. I- I mean, honestly, I, I don't necessarily agree with that as far as like no. the cumulative performance of it all. I think, oh, the yeah. fact, I think the fact that Paradise Square right now has hinged on Jakina Kalakanga's performance, um, that it is by far in the way the thing that people are taking away from this show. And the fact that you have a show with this many nominations, it, uh, you know, surprise or otherwise, I think to, you know, cause Paradise Square is probably not going to take home a lot compared to some of these other shows, especially when it's going against a strange loop. If that is the staple of your show, if Jakina is the color, if Jakina is the staple of your show, when you have all of these nominations, if she's not winning, that is something else, truly. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's interesting. So, best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play is Alfie Allen for Hangman, who I did see um, in between shows the other day, and ah. I, I was absolutely starstruck, and I was just like, your sister's Lily Allen. Uh, Chuck <laughs> Cooper for Trouble in Mind, Jesse Tyler Ferguson for Take Me Out, Ron Cephas Jones for Clyde's, who I did not get to see in Clyde's, um, Michael Oberholzer um, for Take Me Out, and then Jesse Williams for Take Me Out. So, a lot of Take There's Me Out all people. all those Take Me Outs, yeah. Although, Jesse Tyler Ferguson is kind of the show for for Take Me Out. That's kind of interesting. Again, another ensemble piece, yeah. essentially. Because he's I the was, only character that has an arc. Yeah. So. I was surprised by this. Um, I was surprised to see three people from Take Me Out here. Three people? Did I miscount that? One, two. No, you're correct. Yeah, three people. Um, when, yeah, I mean, it's been um, Jesse and Jesse who have been like the main right. billings for the show. It's another show again where you could argue that it's an ensemble show. We had a lot of shows this year that you could argue are ensemble shows and therefore yes. again should have a category Clyde's. for that. Clyde's, uh, you know, take me out, girl from the North Country, even company really. I mean, everyone in company who is not Bobby is. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, a, on equal footing, technically, if you're not casting Patty LuPone. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, best perform- <laughs> best performance by an actress in a featured role in a play, Uzo Adoba for Clyde's, mm-hmm. as we just said, Rachel Dratch for POTUS or Behind Every Great Dumbass are seven women trying to keep him alive, Kanita R. Miller for, yes. for Color Girls Who Have Considered Suicide, the performance that I talked about on the show before. Yeah. I said, this is it, my guy. <laughs> this is it. Uh, Felicia Rashad for Skeleton Crew, Julie White for POTUS, Carrie Young for Clyde's. Carrie the way Young, you and I uh. tweeted at the same time, and then I deleted mine because I would just wanted to retweet yours you and i both saying kara young tony nominated it's time it was it was only a matter of time she is yeah. so phenomenal in everything that she is in. i am so so happy for her and i can't wait to see the next role um and Same. then of course kanita R. miller i mean the performance yeah. The performance stirring, still stirring. Uh, please see it, everybody. So, Soon. best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical: Matt Doyle for Company, good for him. Uh, Sydney Dupont for Paradise Square. Jared Grimes for Funny Girl. John Andrew Morrison for A Strange Loop. AJ Shively for Paradise Square. So, AJ Shively is nominated for Paradise Square, and I don't know if a ton of people know this, but he was not a dancer before. Um, that role, he has 
really come out and and he has worked incredibly hard on his training. I mean, you would never know it from the performance mm-hmm. that he gives. It's pretty remarkable and he's such a charismatic person, but I just want to say that like that to me is a perfect example of like he has immersed himself in this role. Mm. It's been really exciting to watch. I had, you know, tons of problems with the show as as a sure. lot of others have, sure. but I have to say that I'm really appreciative of them honoring him with this nomination because I, it was worthy. That's great. I think this is a really yeah. sol- solid list across the board. And who I mentioned earlier, as far as Funny Girl goes, Jared Grimes was absolutely incredible on that stage. Yeah. I such a blast watching him. Um, ha- cannot speak enough about Matt Doyle. Obviously, adore, and I think is one yeah. of the stand the stands standouts, and with uh, at least two more people on that show that we'll talk about in a second. Um, but yeah, a great list across the board. Very deserving here. Mm-hmm. So best performance by an actress in a featured role in a musical that's Jeanette Baradell for The Girl from the North Country, uh, Shoshana Bean. That's right. Tony nominee yeah. Shoshana Bean for Mr. Saturday Night. Yes. Jane Hootyshell for The Music Man, L. Morgan Lee for A Strange Loop, Patti Lapone for Company, Jennifer Samard for Company as Here we well. Go. Here we go. What am I this showing is, for Company? Yeah, this is the category. Everyone knows that this uh-huh. is the category that we care about the most. Yeah. Uh, Patti Lapone, obviously. Jennifer Samard obviously cannot say enough. The conversation here, though, is Ellen Morgan Lee, who is the yes. first openly trans performer to be nominated for a Tony. And that is something we are shouting from the rooftops today. Yeah. That is amazing. This is this is an L. Morgan Lee stand podcast. Of course. And we are absolutely pulling for her and as I, well as I am for Jennifer Samard, to be oh frank. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, and I, I just want to say as far as that goes as well, the fact that one is, is she is the first trans performer to be nominated is yeah. already egregious. Um, but also, can we open up these damn categories from gender so we can also have non-binary performers be nominated because that's a very big part of this conversation as well is that we are shoehorning people into gender everything is binary and it's kind of exhausting yeah we don't we don't actually have to have it anymore and i think that i think that we're having those conversations in other uh award categories and the more we are progressing in that sense i think that the pressure will be put on these larger establishments like the american theater wing because i'm excited for that future and to be frank with you it starts also with the shows that are being put up actually having that representation to be frank because if we have you know if we haven't featured non-binary performers as much um then of course there hasn't been a need right so perhaps i don't know wink wink nod nod hire non-binary and or trans performers that you know we don't have to live in this binary anymore and i'm excited for that future so best scenic design of a play beowulf bore it for potus um s devlin for the lehman trilogy and a fleischel for hangman Michael Carnahan and Nicholas Hassong for Skeleton Crew, Scott Pask for American Buffalo, Adam Rigg for The Skin of Our Teeth, Best Scenic Design of a Musical, Bunny Christie for Company, Arnolfo Maldonado for A Strange Loop, Alan Moyer for Paradise Square, Derek McLean and Peter Negrini for MJ, and Beowulf Bora and 59 Productions for Flying Over Sunset. 
Best Costume Design of a Play, Montana Levi Blanco for The Skin of Our Teeth, Serafina Bush for For Color Girls, Jane Greenwood for Neil Simon's Plaza Suite, Jennifer Moeller for Clyde's, Emilio Sosa for Trouble in Mind. Best Costume Design of a Musical, Fly Davis for Carolina Change, Tony Leslie James for Paradise Square, William Ivy Long for Diana the Musical, Santo Loquasto for The Music Man, Gabriella Slade for Six the Musical, Paul Taswell for MJ. Best Lighting Design of a Play, Joshua Carr, Hangman, Jiyun Chang for For Colored Girls, John Clark for The Lehman Trilogy, Jane Cox for Macbeth, uh, Yi Zhao for The Skin of Our Teeth, Best Lighting Design of a Musical, Neil Austin for Company, Tim Dyling for Six the Musical, Donald Holder for Paradise Square, Natasha Katz for MJ, Bradley King for Flying Over Sunset, Jen Shriver for A Strange Loop. Best Sound Design of a Play, Nick Powell and Dominique Bilkey for the Lehman Trilogy, available on broadwayrecords.com. Justin Ellington for For Colored Girls, Mikael uh, Fiskel for Dana H., Palmer Hefferin for The Skin of Our Teeth, Michael Suleiman for Macbeth. Best Sound Design of a Musical, Ian Dickinson for Autograph for Company, Simon Baker for Girl from the North Country, Paul Gatehouse for Six, Drew Levy for A Strange Loop, Gareth Owen for MJ and Best Direction of a Musical, Liliana Blaine-Cruz for The Skin of Our Teeth, Camille A. Brown, who is also nominated for Choreography. For For Colored Girls, Sam Mendes for The Lehman Trilogy, Neil Pepe for uh, American Buffalo. Les Waters for Dana H. Best Direction of a Musical, Lucy Wasson, Jamie Armitage for Six. Stephen Brackett for A Strange Loop. Marianne Elliott for Company. Connor McPherson for Girl from the North Country. Christopher Wilden for MJ. Best Choreography, again, Camille A. Brown yes. for The Colored Girls. <laughs> yes. Warren Carlyle for The Music Man. Carrie-Anne Ingruli for uh, Six. Bill T. Jones for Paradise Square. Thank God. <laughs> Christopher Wilden for MJ. Best Orchestrations, David Cullen for Company, Tom Curran for Six, Simon Hale for Girl from the North Country, Jason Michael Webb and David Hol- Holsenberg for MJ, Charlie Rosen for A Strange Loop. And then a special Tony Award is being awarded to James C. Nicola, Isabel Stevenson Tony Award for Robert E. Wankel, and Tony Honors for Excellence in Theater, Asian American Performers Action Coalition, yeah. uh, oh, and yeah. Broadway for All, and 54 Below, yeah. and Emily Grishman, yeah. and, and IATSE. So a lot of great honors. Again, this is Asian American Pacific Heritage Month. Uh, the fact that we are honoring this coalition, um, I'm, I'm thrilled about. Again, you can also donate to the Asian American Trans- Transportation fund going on in New York City. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, we can link that if you'd like to. Um, it, it's just it's been a big cause of mine because arts workers have been scared but, totally. uh, to, to travel. But this is a great. Those were the Tony nominations. Those everybody. are the Tony <laughs> nominations. It's a good year. I, there's a lot surprising here. Mm-hmm. There's a. Lot, we're gonna kind of talk about the. It was a very a good bit. year. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I think there's some really interesting things happening here. I think there. Some snubs that's kind of like, Ooh. yeah, and then well, let's, let's talk about the snubs. Yeah, uh, the quick comments I do want to say I, I think I'm a little bit most surprised by some of the Flying Over Sunset nominees. I think I, I you know, I really expected that was going to get lost, uh, considering it ran like three and a half minutes. Um, so that was honestly really nice to see, uh, especially since as we talked about last year, there were shows that could have been nominated that weren't nominated just because. Um, and I think the other thing that I want to say is to stop nominating abusers for literally yeah, anything. There it is. Yep. yep. 
There's no need. There's actually no need. And um, the people it. that worked on we, the yep. yeah pieces could have could have all. I felt like is there a way to nominate them and not the mm-hmm. designer in question that is no longer that wasn't even featured in the playbill from what I remember uh, I because remember. of things. So it's just been a it's been a long time and and yeah we're tired we're tired. tired. Uh, but let's got let's get into who was eligible and wasn't nominated per category. So for best play you had birthday candles, chicken and biscuits, Dana H, is this a room, Passover, POTUS, and thoughts of a colored man. For best musical you had Diana the musical, Flying Over Sunset, and Mrs. Doubtfire. So not as many in the musical category. And to be frank with you, like mm-hmm. these were not uh, ones that were particularly uh, people weren't didn't have big feelings on well, on being had, a snub. People had big feelings that just necessarily not uh, as far as being a snub, at least as far right. as Diana goes. So for best revival of a play, Lackawanna Blues, Plaza Suite, The Skin of Our Teeth, and Macbeth. Now Plaza Suite mm-hmm. is raking in the money and so has much. extended, oh but did not get any flowers hardly at all. Besides, what was it? Um, set designer costumes, costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. It's kind of interesting, again, something that is making obscene amounts of money was not regarded in any shape or form uh, with the Tony Awards. So I kind of find that interesting. Uh, Best revival of the musical, the most glaring and and part of the conversation on all the discourse today is Funny Girl. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's... uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, that's kind of all I can say about that. As far as the I other mean, things go, like none of them are really surprising to me. Other than no. I, I really think something that is glaring. Other than is this a room which we already talked about? Um, and I mean, we were kind of conflicted as far as what was going to happen with POTUS. Uh, at least Matt and I talked about it. I don't know if we talked about that on air. Um, as, no. You know, as funny as it is, just like what were they going to do with this show? Um, but the the one that really stood out to me, honestly, was. Passover, especially being Same. the first show back. I thought it was a great show. Um, you know, it, it, Jeremy O'Harris actually talked about this on Monday a bit as far as like there really felt like a canary in a coal mine situation here where you had so many black plays and black artists being wheeled out immediately. And then you're not necessarily getting the same audience and critical reception here. Not even critical reception, but, you know, award reception here. Uh, and that's hard to see. And I think Passover is really the one that stands out for me there as a really great play that didn't get the attention it deserved. No, not not at all. So for best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play, there were so many, obviously. There's tons of plays this year, which we're thankful for. But I just want to, like, special shout out to the fact that, like, Namir Smallwood and Passover's performance was really mm-hmm. fantastic to me. I'm obviously a big fan of his ever since I saw him um, at Steppenwolf this year as well for Bug. But I just think his performance was fantastic. And I and I felt like it, that was a little bit of a miss. I don't know if you had one that you were like, oh, I was really pulling was- for you. And that then, was a big one for sure. Oh yeah, uh, but I guess performance by an actress in a leading role in the play is where you Emily and I Davis. were like Emily Davis. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's such a standout one for me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, and then uh, performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical. Surprised that um, Ramin did not garner something for Funny Girl. Interesting I'm there. Not necessarily surprised by that, having okay. seen the show <laughs> in general. Okay, fair. But, uh, fair enough. 
But best performance by an actress in a leading role, the most glaring one that everyone's talking about, which we felt like was going to happen, was Beanie Feldstein for uh, Funny Girl. And then, of course, Katrina Link, who is leading company. Katrina Link. And all the six women. All the six, which is, uh, yeah, again, the ensemble thing needs to happen because... Yes. It it is so startling to see this show that, honestly, for a while before, you know, mainly A Strange Loop came to Broadway was kind of our standout as far as like this will probably be the thing that we're talking about come June 2022 as far as what's going to win best musical because honestly you know it's great but also there wasn't a lot at the time when we were talking about it and then to see all these (laughs) to see literally every star from it snubbed is something else Uh, Katrina I was surprised by I expected a nomination up there for her whether I liked her performance or not is an entirely different Hmm. issue but I mean, you have a you, the lead role when everyone else is featured, the lead role in a production that's nominated for, what was it, seven or nine Tonys? And you know, one more thing, and not to be like, of course you're going to say this, because of course I'm going to say this, but I really love Samantha Williams' performance oh, sure. and Carolina Change yeah. as Emmy. Um, I course. thought that that was going to be her supporting actress nomination. I was really surprised that it, it wasn't, um, but it doesn't change how I think she's just a fantastic person but um, her performance I really really loved so that was just one more that I just wanted to call out Um, but finally just to wrap it up a lot of people of color a lot of incredible women in a lot of technical categories that I want to call out Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm actually really pleased with most of these I know a lot of people have like hot takes of course but kind of like I love that we didn't just say, oh, she's blank is the lead in this show, so we have to nominate them. No, I felt like this was a really just list. I agree with you. I think while there are some interesting standouts and where there are uh, some surprises, I think this is overall a really fair list. I feel like it's a list that really encompasses a lot of what we saw this year and what really stood out this year um, and honored the work of everyone who is on stage in this past year. Unfortunately, we can't, you know, give a nomination to everybody because everybody who stepped out on that stage or was behind the scene deserves the recognition in what was an incredibly hard season. Um, But for once, I have very little to complain about for this list. And I think that is the true award. Can I say, I forgot one more and I'm Mm. just going to throw that out there because, you know, we're going to keep talking about the Tonys and we're on going to talk about the people that weren't nominated forever. Uh, But Josh Boone's performance in Skeleton Crew was freaking phenomenal. Mm. And I, when I was looking at everything, you know, uh, listening to the discourse today, I I listened to the TDF conversation with um, Juan and Ayana and Meg. Um, I don't know if you Mm. saw that on Twitter. It was was great. They did like two hours of coverage on it. it. But I forgot Josh Boone's performance was fantastic and um, I really felt like he could have been nominated here. So that's the last one I want to say instead of like every dude from Take <laughs> yeah. Me Out or whatever. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> let's just say that. Sure. Um, so thanks, uh, you know, for listening to that. But, um, we had so many great, um, outpouring of like support from social media industry professionals, like the Tony host herself, Ariana DeBose. Congrats to all the nominees. She would know, you know, um, Binge Pasek, <laughs> Javier Munoz, like the list goes on. We've left like the, the link to, to kind of read through everybody because it's been a great supportive year. Mania had a great collection of yeah. everything, which we're linking in the show notes. So be sure to go through all that. But yeah, lots of support here. It always does my heart good. 
that again, especially as you just mentioned, as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, just it's been a very, very hard year. Um, I think everyone that has put on a show in the past 12 months is an absolute superstar. Yeah, agreed. So let's take a moment from the news to talk about our sponsor for this week, TEDx Broadway. So if you care about the future of Broadway, you should be at TEDx Broadway. So if you've ever uh, listened to a TED Talk before, this is like... A TED Talk that is better because it is about Broadway. (laughs) So Tuesday, May 17th at New World Stages and live streaming on Stellar. uh, They are doing all these different panels. It's it's like the best of all the conversations that you've always wanted to listen to, whether that's on our show or not. But TEDx Broadway is doing it. So one panel in particular that I want to shout out will be hosted by Margaret Hall. And I feel like Matt already <laughs> mentioned this, which is funny, mm. because I wanted to mention it because she's not only uh, an incredible writer, she's the writer for the Paul Gimignani's uh, new book coming up, but she's also a friend of mine and she's at Playbill. She's fantastic, but she's speaking at this event. There's so many other content creators as well making their like panel debut but there's a wide variety of speakers and performers and they're basically ready to say like what's the best Broadway can be and that's something that we always are trying to promote on the show as positivity and also history and industry understanding because there's so much to learn all the time and we only learn by listening so the Milestone event is celebrating 10 years and pulling out all the stops for this one it's TEDx Broadway 10 come lend your voice and shape the future of Broadway for more information please visit www.tedxbroadway.com and follow TEDx Broadway on Twitter at TEDx Broadway. So again, we've got some more award talk because right at 3 p.m. today, yes. oh we goodness. got the Pulitzer Prize for Drama <laughs> announcement. What a day! Um, oh my what god, what a damn I'm day! So tired. It started at nine, and then three o'clock. Here comes the Pulitzer prizes. Amazing. So they announced that Fat Ham, Fat which is Ham, playing baby. right now. Yeah, yeah, about to start. It won the 2022. Exactly. About to start the performances. Like, it's not even started now. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I got to get my ticket. So it won the 2022 Pulitzer Prize for Drama. But other finalists that we have to shout out, because Ashley and I have had conversations yeah. about this yeah. on the show, Selling Cobble mm-hmm. and Christina Wong's Sweatshop Overlord. Yes, Christina Wong, Pulitzer Prize finalist. Amazing. It's freaking insane and so, so exciting. So, so congratulations so to them. Performances run through June 12th of this year at the Public Theater for Fat Ham. This is a good time to get your ticket, folks, because mm-hmm. it's going to be gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was also a Pulitzer Prize awarded to um, Salamisha Tillette for a, a criticism for the New York Times. Yeah. So, uh, Congrats. I love art. I love people of color. Like, let's go. (laughs) Yes, yes. There we are. And then in more theater news to celebrate, last week, uh, this is not something to celebrate, but hear me out. Last week, Mm. we got the closing notice for For Colored Girls when the rainbow, who Mm -hmm. considers suicide when the rainbow is enough. That was devastating for everyone. Anyone who has seen the show can tell you that it doesn't deserve to close at all. The performances, especially Kanita R. Miller, is so moving. Um, It's just unfortunate that that's happening. So we got the news right and ayana prescott immediately famed theater critic but also avid tweeter and person of the discourse if you will um tweeted out saying hey i'm putting out a call for tickets for the play um i'm i want people to especially women of color over the weekend to get to see it i'm gonna buy two tickets and it basically snowballed from there people started buying dozens of tickets anybody from cheetah rivera sponsored tickets bb newworth ramin karamloo joe tippett um they're buying dozens of tickets i think they're up to like 80 
seats sold just because they want to fill the seats with people that would not otherwise see it. And this is something that I remember Jeremy O'Hara doing campaign now too. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, now it is. Um, But I just saw it on New York One as well that they mentioned it, but did not get to give Ayanna her mention um, her name. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we are uh, giving onus to that because these are the things that we love to see in the community. These are things that can be pushed forward. I know lots of our listeners are, are people that do this as well. And um, every time I just want to say thank you so much for allowing that to happen. I, I know that Dominique Marceau made sure it happened for her show at um, yeah. Lincoln Center yeah, years yeah. ago. And uh, yeah, let's just let's keep it moving forward, it people. This is positivity. And, and we really do love it. So keep it going. <laughs> if you have any more wins like this. The yeah. theater. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Benefits as my mommy everybody. says, butts and seats. Butts and seats, baby. Butts and seats. seats. Um, Finally, in like a feel-good recommendation, (laughs) I feel like every week I say this is my favorite thing, and people are a little annoyed. This is a favorite If I could get the Taco Bell Cantina logo printed to Uh, my butt, I would. You should do it. Because... Well, I have I have my keychain. I only have like two keychains, and one is of my cat, and the other is of Baja the hot Blast, sauce packets right? at Taco oh, Bell. I thought it was the Baja Blast. Okay. No, I, well, I have a Baja Blast candle. Oh, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. I think. Okay. Either way, Taco Bell is the <laughs> is a gift to all of us. Yeah. Uh, do not sit here and t- it, it was voted one of the healthiest fast food restaurants. If you want to die on that hill, but Taco Bell is producing with mm-hmm. Barlow and Bear of Grammy fame yeah. and um, Bridgerton, Bridgerton the musical. musical. Yeah. A musical about Mexican pizza. If you don't follow Doja Cat on TikTok, you don't know what we're talking about. But she recorded a song. Dolly Parton is going to star in it. I actually Come know from on. my hometown a couple of the performers that are going to be in oh, it. Oh, nice. Um, who are, are of TikTok fame. Uh, yeah, I'll have to send you this link. It's going to be amazing. But the cast includes Roman Banks, J.J. Neiman, Christina Alabato, um, Andy Cohen from Bravo will be hosting. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it's going to be insane. And I'm never going to shut up it's about it. So. Fever dream. I wasn't sure when I saw the news if I was hallucinating it, and I'm so glad I'm not. Oh my god. You aren't. This is the perfect Venn diagram of my life. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, you and I are going to be watching every single second of, of course. this. Of course. Yeah. So grab your Baja Blast, get a Crunchwrap mm-hmm. Supreme, oh my and god. go enjoy a musical. Say less. I'm in. Say less. And on that note, thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on social media at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No This Is Ashley. What a long one today, but we did it. Oh. We really did it. Woo! Thank you all for sticking <laughs> sticking with us today. It's a big day of, of theater news, but um, we were happy to bring it to you. So thank you guys so much, and we will see you tomorrow. 